Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MDs Baseball Podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 10th. This is our 45th episode. If you guys like, you know, the podcast, you've been enjoying the MDs. If we helped you at all this year, you know, hopefully we want to continue to help you into the playoffs. All we ask of you is, uh, you know, wherever you listen, if you could drop us a little five-star rating and just write a little something uh, good about us, hopefully we'd appreciate it. It goes the long way. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, you know, uh, just hit that little bell there, subscribe. It, uh, you know, will notify you every time we drop a new video. Um, other than that, though, I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my co-host, my partner in crime, my best friend, Matthew Anne. Matt, how are we doing today, brother? Doing all right. You know, the use. What about yourself, man? How are we doing? I'm doing all right. You know, my, my teams are getting a little healthier. I'm still in first place in all my leagues that matter. So I'm, 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 I can't be doing better as far as fantasy baseball goes. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> no doubt. All right. So, you know, today we got a, you know, a somewhat rather interesting subject as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we wanted to talk about Josh Hader. You know, he's just got traded over to the Padres from the Brewers. And, uh, you know, he had a little meltdown, you know, the other day. It looked like he, um, he blew the save against the Giants on Tuesday night. Uh, he gave up a hit, three walks, and uh, didn't even get a full innings worth of work. He only got uh, two outs there. So, you know, and on the year, Josh Hader's numbers are a little bit uh, elevated than what we're used to seeing from, uh, you know, probably the best closer over the last three, four years in baseball, right? So on the year, Josh Hader's pitched 36 innings. He's got 63 strikeouts. You'd like to see that. But a 4.66 ERA and a 1.17 whip. He does have the 29 saves and uh, two wins, which, you know, I think uh, he's at least uh, up there in the top of for saves this year. But, you know, otherwise, it's been kind of a disappointing season. You know, he gets traded to the new team. You think a fresh start, the numbers might get a little bit better. But, you know, it seems like, they've, you know, he's uh, sticking on track with that four ERA there. Uh, you know, last year he had that one, two, three ERA. The year before it was a little bit elevated, uh, three, seven, nine. But on his career, Josh Hader's a two, five, four ERA guy with a career 089 whip. So, you know, uh, Matt and I were doing a little deep dive in here. And what I happened to see was the only – only big thing that I could see is his fastball is not spinning the same way it used to in the past. So maybe, um, you know, um, uh, hitters are able to pick up on it a little bit more. He's getting barreled up a bit. Uh, he's putting a few extra guys on base with the walks. But, you know, it's just not, it's not the same guy we're used to seeing. I personally think um, unless he gets this figured out, we might see a little bit more of the same. I don't think the Padres are going to make a change at a closer anytime soon, especially uh, after all they give, they gave up in this trade. You know, they gave up um, quite a few big names there to go out and get them. They gave up, uh, I believe it was, um, you know, Esther Ruiz was a big name there for, you know, the Brewers picked up. Um, Taylor Rogers goes back to the Brewers. A couple of interesting guys. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a, a bit odd to see him not, you know, get back to that dominance with the fresh start you know it's just a very very weird to, for me to see uh Matt I'd love your thoughts here on if the Padres gave up uh too much to get him and uh if you think Josh Hader is going to figure this out for the rest of the way um I don't know I mean I feel like he's had one bad start and three start um one bad um outing for out of three that he's been there the other two outings he didn't have he didn't give up any runs so you know it's one of those things where he probably just had a bad game I mean the guy just moved I mean, I can't speak for his whole season. Maybe he knew the trade was coming. Maybe he wasn't happy about it. Maybe he didn't want to leave. Maybe he didn't want to uproot his family. Maybe his family didn't come with him yet. Um, you know, there, there's still some stuff going on in the man's personal life as they can speak to why he's, he's having the season that he's having um, that are unknown factors to us as simple fantasy baseball out, you know, players. But what I can say is, you know, 
I think once he gets more wins than he's normally having, uh, normally used to on on the Twins, I think he'll, he'll start sharpening up a little bit. That's really just all I can say on that. Can't really speak for the man at that point, but I'm I'm hoping he gets better. I can't say he will or will not. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, Matt. You know, and as we always say here on the MDs, when you head over to a new team, as Matt was kind of alluding to, you got to move, you a whole, you get a whole lifestyle change. You know, his family's got to get over there with him. He's probably looking at houses. There's a lot that goes along with, uh, you know, moving to a new team. And that's not just baseball. That's any sport. You know, uh, there's a lot of, as Matt was saying, a lot of unknown things that go on. You know, in the, you know, that process. So we are wishing Josh Hader the best. You know, here on the MDs, we don't really, you know, hate anybody. We want to see all these baseball players uh, play their best, you know. So here's to hoping that Josh Hader can get figured out. And, you know, um, I, I truly think he can. This is very, very uncharacteristic of him as we, you know, I read off his stats earlier. He's the Josh Hader's a career, you know, um, a dominant closer. He's only 28 years old, too. He's always not even that old. But, you know, uh, let's let's hope and pray that Josh Hader can get this figured out. And I'll say this. I don't think there's really any chance he gets to move from the closer role. So, you know, I, I would if you got Josh Hader, I wouldn't be looking to trade him over the next few days before the trade deadline. I would I would stand back and uh, think that he'd get things figured out most likely sooner than we, we just wanted to have the discussion here, you know, and point out a couple things that we did notice as far as like a uh, fastball spin rate and, uh, you know, probably putting a few guys, too many guys on base with the walks, but it's something that could easily get figured out. Right. So uh, we'll move along here. We'll head into the news and notes and Matt, you, you know, the routine already just cut me off at any point in time. If there's something you want to talk about. So uh, let's get it started. Uh, this is once uh, great news, guys. I know I've been kind of talking about him a little bit, but we're going to keep you updated every a little bit along the way. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., you know, working his way back from that wrist injury. Uh, he's finally turned it up in his third uh, rehab game. He doubled, tripled, and walked twice in four at-bats. So he was on base in all four of his at-bats. Um, they're saying he could be back by next week, guys. So if you got him on your team, you know, get ready to, you know, drop somebody and get him back in that lineup sooner than later. Uh, then we got Mike Trout. Uh, you know, he's working his way from that back uh, injury, which is, you know, um, he had that specific condition, man. I forget it. I don't know if you recall what it was, but he has some sort of very specific back condition there, Mike Trout, that he's working his way back from. Oh, I uh, forgot. He, yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, but it's, it is something that is a little bit, you know, that they said could possibly bother him for the rest of his career. But he began hitting off a tee. He could return before the end of the season, but that's no guarantee, especially since the Angels really aren't making too much noise as far as the playoff race uh, goes. But, you know, if they if they get hot here, maybe they uh, try and get him back to make that playoff push. But I, I don't foresee that really happening. And I think maybe uh, Mike Trout kind of probably sits the rest of the year, which is disappointing for fantasy managers and, you know, um, all baseball fans, you know, all across the world here. Uh, then we got Julio Rodriguez. He was eligible to be or he is eligible to be uh, activated Wednesday, um, but that's not going to happen. They're saying it's looking more like Friday, um, according to Mariners uh, manager Scott Service. But he has been participating in baseball activities um, the last few days. I've seen him in the outfield uh, shagging fly balls. He's been, uh, you know, taking some BP. So hopefully he gets back on Friday. Um, and worse news, though, we got uh, Bryce Harper, you know, with that thumb and elbow issue. He still hasn't progressed to hitting. They slowed down his throwing program. It looks like the Phillies are playing it super, super safe with him. Um, Phillies manager Rob Thompson says that Harper could be back by early September. But you know what? Uh, once again, this is a kind of a Mike Trout situation here, I would say. If the Phillies really aren't making a huge playoff push, you know, I, I don't know if they bring Harper back before the end of the year. But, you know, it's they kind don't, of a, even if they are uh, no uh, shot. Right, I think okay. that um, I think that sadly, I think they were trying to avoid surgery. And I think we might hear something. I, and this is, you know, not this is me speculating, everybody. But I think we might hear surgery. I think we might be hearing TJ. 
Uh, I mean, that would probably be worst case scenario here. But, um, you know, as, as far as uh, the Phillies are saying, he could make a return this year. And that's once again, according to Phillies manager, Rob Thompson. But I do hear what Matt's saying. You know, it, it could be a, a scenario where, let's say, you know, he starts taking BP within the next couple of weeks and he's not feeling right, you know, and uh, they get an MRI or an X-ray there and they see something that they don't like. And, you know, maybe there could be some off-season surgery in uh, Bryce Harper's future. But, you know, uh, all Bryce Harper managers, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed there on that one. Uh, next up, we got Wander Franco. Uh, he's working his way back from that wrist injury there. They said he could begin taking BP on Friday. He's still not expected to turn to uh, return at least late this month or early September. Once again, another guy, you know, I mean, Tampa Bay is doing better than the Angels and the Phillies. But then again, you know, I could totally see the race playing it safe with their young superstar, you know, big contract. And maybe he doesn't return till. Uh, you know, next year as well. But once again, that's just some speculation here at the MDs, you know, so I would plan without, you know, even, even when Wanda Franco was healthy this year, he wasn't, you know, dominating the way people expected him to. So uh, just have a backup plan there. So I guess, I guess we can just call this the bad news segment instead of the news segment. Cause as of right now, I just got nothing but bad news for you guys. Um, Chris Bryant uh, with that plantar fascia, they actually got him in a walking boot now with no timetable for his return. That's not what you like to hear at all. Looks like a lost season. I've, I've been, Matt and I have been saying that. I know Matt was telling you to trade him when we were talking about uh, trade deadline stuff. Uh, lost season here for Chris Bryant, guys. I would just, uh, if you keep her dynasty, obviously you hold them for next year and you just hope out for the best. But redraft right now, hey, if you need that IL spot, I'm, I'm not afraid to cut bait at this point because you know what? Uh, we don't really know what's going to happen with him, you know, going forward here, at least for the rest of this year. Uh, then we got Giancarlo Stanton and a little bit better news, you know, uh, with that Achilles. He's been ramping up baseball activities over the last few days. Um, they say he could need – the Yankees came out and said that he could need a couple games in the minors, you know, possibly starting this weekend. You know, maybe he'll be back next week. But it looks like we're going to get Stanton back sooner than later. Um, then we got Chris Sale. This one back to the bad news segment. Chris Sale is out the rest of the year after um, fracturing his wrist in a motorcycle accident. So uh, we do have that one there for you. Um, Look out for sale again next year. You know, he is getting a little bit older. I don't know if we're drafting him as high as we used to, but hey, you know, it's an upside pick. I probably uh, maybe rank him around 30 or 40 next year if he's uh, coming in healthy. Um, more bad news. Uh, Tim Anderson heads to the 10-day injured list with a, I'm not sure I'm going to say this right, but uh, bear with me, uh, Sagatol band tear in the middle finger of his left hand. Matt, what, what do we got there? I, I, I'm going. I'm going with Sagadol. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with you because I can't speak for the life of me. Anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. So we're gonna say a, a Sagadol band tear in the middle finger of his left hand. He's gonna undergo surgery to get that repaired. Um, he's gonna be sidelined for that at least the next six weeks. So you know he's gonna be out to late September. So I'm gonna go in the same route of Chris Bryant here. He's definitely a dropped in redraft. Keepers dynasties, you know, if you're only keeping, I'd say, you know, if you're keeping like uh, six, uh, seven guys, maybe even less than that, Tim Anderson might be a drop there if you need the IL spot as well. Um, so, you know, just uh, adjust accordingly with that one, guys. Um, a little bit of better news here. We got a uh, boy, Little Jack, Jack Flaherty, you know, he's working his way back from that shoulder issue. He's supposed to start a minor league uh, rehab assignment today, yesterday, when you guys are listening to this. Um, he's going to throw 30 to 35 pitches. Uh, the Cardinals came out and said he could return to the rotation before the end of the year, but I, I, I would uh, hold I would hold my breath I wouldn't hold my breath on that one because um, as we know uh, even when Jack played this year he wasn't really performing at the level we know Jack Flaherty can and the, the flanges on him are super super weak he's been banged up a lot 
over the last, you know, three, four years. So, you know, I mean, if you have the extra IL spot, unlimited IL spots, yeah, sure, keep them there. But if you're really hurting on the IL, you got too many guys banged up. I mean, there's a lot of other directions you can go with that IL spot. But, you know, hey, when, when Jack is, you know, doing his thing, he is one of the better pitchers in baseball. I would I would plan more of him for a, a big, big year next year, you know, as long as he's healthy and everything is going right. Then we got John Birdie working his way back from that uh, grind injury. He's been playing well in the minors, stealing a couple bases down there. The uh, the Marlins are saying he could be back within a week or so. So, you know, you get that speedster back in your lineup. You know, I believe he was leading the league in steals before he went down. He actually still might be. Better lock um, up the kitchen sink because he's going to steal that again. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. John Birdie's been a very, very good pickup this year for, you know, um, fantasy leagues. Then we got Trevor Story of the Boston Red Sox working his way back from that hairline fracture in his wrist. He was finally cleared to start swinging a bat. They're saying late August to early September with Trevor Story. But then again, another guy, you know, it's been kind of underperforming this year. Maybe when he gets back, he picks it up. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one either. We got another Boston Red Sox up next. Uh, Tanner Houck headed to the 15-day IL with a lower back inflammation. No timetable on his return. Uh, as we saw with Chris Bryan and a lot of other guys this year, those back injuries, man, they could be, um, you know, pretty bad at certain points. Uh, I would recommend Garrett Whitlock as, um, you know, a pickup if you're um, losing Tanner Houck as, um, you know, your closer, Garrett Whitlock. I know he's been working, you know, two innings at a time lately, but, you know, he did, he did get a shot at the closer's role, you know, um, I believe um, – few weeks ago to a month ago you know they let him get a couple saves so i'm just speculating there on that one we'll give you more information as that becomes clear who gets the next couple saves there um and then you know last bad news here you know new york yankee fans and uh, anyone that had him in fantasy this guy's been playing like an all-star all year that's matt carpenter he fouled the ball off his foot and uh, wound up being fractured and he's um i just saw the updated six to eight weeks but that's that's the rest of the season guys you know we're, we're wrapping this thing up in six to eight weeks so you know i would probably cut bait there you know i wouldn't i, I wouldn't i don't really think he's worth the stash to be honest with you um you know we wish matt carpenter well hopefully he gets back soon Yankees need to give him a shot next year to do the same thing because he's been absolutely fantastic this year. Um, and guys, with that being said, that's the news and notes for today. We're going to head into our waiver wire segment. And Matt, uh, I know these guys are probably getting tired of listening to my voice. So is there anyone there that you uh, particularly like that you want to lead off with here? Um, let's see here. So it looks like we got Vinny Pasquatino. Oh, the Italian breakfast. Probably the best nickname in baseball right yeah. now. I absolutely love that name. <laughs> nickname. <laughs> yes. So Mr. Pask over here has been killing it over the last last two weeks, truthfully. Most of his reduction has been this week, but you know what? Over two weeks, he's batting at 289, so I'm going to take that. But this week, he has three runs, two bombs, four ribbies, batting 318. So, you know what? He's definitely a nice little scoopity scoop. First base eligibility, which is really nice. And personally, you know, he's definitely worth it at 14% owned. So he has a lot of upside. He's known for his power. And you know what? He's definitely an average guy. I think that, you know, it took a little time to get adjusted to the bigs, and now he's kind of figuring it out. And plus, you know what? That Kansas City Royals team is really nice and nice and young. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of people on base for him. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Vinny Pasquantino. Once again, the Italian breakfast, what an awesome nickname. Um, yeah, as Matt said, you know, he kind of, he's been very, very good in his minor league career. You know, he's always hit at least 280 in the minors. Um, as Matt said, he has a lot of pop. 18 bombs in 69 games in the minors this year. He also chipped in 51 runs, 67 RBIs, three steals. Um, and as I mentioned, he did hit 280 in that, that uh, stretch there in the minors this year. 
um, so far in the majors, it's taken him a little bit of time to adjust. But you know what? If you guys have been playing fantasy at all this year, um, you know, uh, it, it's been a, it's been a very, very uh, middling year for rookies this year. Um, if you're not named uh, Julio Rodriguez, you know, you probably pro- haven't been hitting that well in um, the major leagues. And I think we're going to see more of that going forward in the future. I think we got very lucky over the last few years with guys like Soto and Acuna and Tatis and guys that just came up and raked right away. It's that's very, very uncommon. It doesn't happen that often. So I don't think we're going to see it. I think like uh, look at guys like O'Neill Cruz and um, uh, Riley Green, um, very, very slow to adjust to big league pitching. But uh, it looks like Vinny Pasquantino is starting to do it here. He's up to five bombs on the year, nine RBIs. He's got the batting average up to 237. Um, if I had to throw out a comp there for him, um, I think he's very, very Max Muncy-ish and uh, Max Muncy, good Max Muncy, not Max Muncy from this year. But, you know, he's got a lot of pop. I think he could be a 250 to 260 hitter, Vinny Pasquantino. Um, and as Matt said, that, that Royals team is going to be getting a lot better, you know, uh, going forward. So if he's hitting in the middle of that lineup, you know, I, I think he's going to do a lot of damage. Um, on August 9th, uh, across the doubleheader, he had two home runs, three RBIs. On August 5th, he had a three-hit game. So it looks like Vinny Pasquantino is finally finding his stride here. He's 14% owned on Yahoo. Um, first base eligible only, but if you need a first baseman right now, um, it looks like uh, Big Vinny P is uh, getting it done over the past couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, let's keep it going with um, the rookies, right? You know, uh, we got to, once again, guys, remember what, what we're saying about rookies here. It's a slow adjustment, but uh, we got a couple of rookies here. Let's go with Von Grisham first. Um, shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Just got the call. He's been very, very good in the minors. Uh, just bear with me here as I grab his stats because um, baseball reference, we all know how that likes to be at times, right? Hmm. So in the minors, uh, Von Grisham this year specifically is hitting 324 across uh, two different levels. That's double A, uh, well, single A and double A. Um, he's hitting 324, 27 steals. So one thing that always translates to the big leagues is speed. So if he's getting on base, he's definitely going to steal you a few of them as well. Uh, 67 RBIs, 14 bombs, so there's a little pop in that bat too. 72 runs, and that's, of course, 96 games for Vaughn Grisham. Um, I don't think he's going to hit too high in that lineup, but you know what? The Braves lineup is absolutely deadly no matter uh, where he's hitting. Uh, he's actually hitting ninth today um, on uh, Wednesday, you know, August 10th. So, you know what? Um, it's like the second leadoff hitter. So, you know, if he gets on base, he, right behind him comes that top of the lineup, comes Dansby, comes Austin Riley, comes um, all of those guys, you know? So uh, I, I think um, there's a little upside here. Uh, if I'm picking up Von Grisham, I'm expecting a little bit of speed. Um, I don't know about the batting average. That's yet to be seen. You know, um, the A's, I mean, um, the Braves are very, very good with their rookies. So maybe he does come up and he, um, you know, gets a little batting average too. Maybe a little bit of runs. So I'd be looking at three categories there for him. Don't know if that power is going to translate right away. Probably not going to get too many RBIs hitting ninth in um, the Braves lineup. But you know what? Um, if you need that shortstop, um, Von Grisham is uh, 12% owned on Yahoo. I think there's some upside here um, with the kid. He's 21 years old. So, you know, once again, not banking on too, too much. But you know what? You could take the shot on him. I'm not dropping anybody, you know, that's really helping me right now to go out and get him. But you know what? You can go out there and um, make the move if you got somebody at the end of your bench that's either hurt that you need to get rid of or, you know, somebody that's been underperforming for the last few months. But once again, I wouldn't drop anybody too crazy to go out there and get the kid Von Grisham. Yeah, I mean, he's he's coming out of kind of like left field too. Like I haven't really heard too much about him outside of what he's been doing in there. But in terms of like prospect ranking, do you even know where he's ranked? Uh, I, I can get that for you if you want to keep yeah. ranking for a little bit. Yeah, so like he's kind of one of those guys who's just kind of in just the opportunity has arose. I mean, with Albie's down and um, 
puts his face is hurt too. Um, whatever it is, it opens up second base where he's naturally a shortstop. So essentially, he yeah, yeah, yeah. he really that's where they're going to play him too. I believe he's right. going to get second base. All right. So essentially, he didn't like will his way onto that lineup. It was kind of more of like, hey, like there's an opportunity. He's playing good. Let's call him up. What's up? No, because you know what? You're um, what's it? I, is it um, Arcia that got hurt that's playing second base yeah. right now? Yeah, Arcia, Garcia, right? yeah. So okay, there we go. Two it, guys, it, it popped into my head. That's why I made that face. <laughs> right. So two guys got hurt, and it's one of those things where it's like, hey, this is how you got here. But he is killing it. Don't get me wrong, but like he isn't something I'm like running out of there, running out there to get. So he's the 98th prospect in the in all right. of MLB right now, according to MLB.com. So he kind of has like no business being up, in my opinion. So you know, it's one of those things where you can add him. Let's see what he does because he does have a nice bat. 14 bobs, if I remember. He stole a bunch of bases. Well, I'll tell you this: he's actually the Braves' number one prospect, though. He, okay. He's the Braves' number one prospect. So he, he still probably wasn't coming up for quite some time, though. If you really think about it. He really wasn't probably coming up for at least another year. They're going to have to find some room for him. So, you know, it's one of those things where, hey, he might, might give you some, some uh, production, especially at second base, which is pretty putrid. And he probably he probably could earn the spot because Avisil is not great. And I don't know when Albies is coming back. So he might earn some full-time playing time. But, I mean, I think his opportunity is only for as long as Avisil's hurt. So you can take, take what you can, but he's – so let's see what he does over the weekend, and then we'll talk about it on Monday, essentially, is how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I, I, man, I fully agree with you there on, on Von Grisham because you know what? As you said, Ozzy Albee is supposed to come back sooner than later. I was hearing around September for him. So, you know, as soon as they get somebody back, you know, healthy at second, if Von Grisham's not hitting, he might head back down. So I wouldn't be out there dropping anybody too significant for him. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. Who do I like? Oh. Oh, I always like a person with a girl's first name. And that's there Mr. We go. Are we Wait. going with the other rookie? Carrie Carpenter? Yes, sir. All right. Let me get him up real quick. Well, I'll tell you this, guys. I, I do want to throw this caveat out there. I actually just checked. He's still not available on Yahoo. No, Yahoo, he's not. Yeah, Yahoo has not put him into their system yet, which is very, very disappointing, you know, because the he, he as, as we were saying with Von Grisham, they, they do – these two kids are were raking in the minors. You know, they, they were down there doing their thing. That is why, you know, they both got the call. But, uh, Matt, you can go ahead. What are you thinking about Kerry Carpenter? I'm just trying to get his stats right quick. Here we go. So, Kerry, on the year, all right, 2022, he has – God, I hate baseball reference. I can't even tell you. I have some serious feedback you for you, you guys. Read, you want me to read it all for you? I got it. I got it. Let's go for it, brother. 358 at-bats, 60 runs, 27 doubles, 30 bombs. That's really nice. 75 ribbies, three stolen bases, and he's batting 313 to boot. So, you know, this is the way I look at it. He's kind of more of like a, hey, like, let's see what he do he does. Honestly, if he comes out in the next day or so and says, like, yo, like, I'm, I'm the guy, I might scoop him up because he that production, that 30 bombs with the average, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many guys even have 30 bombs in the minor leagues right now. Not many of them. That's a real power power bat right there, and especially the bat power plus average. I'm going to take that all day. So he's somebody I'm probably going to run out and grab and see what his upside is. He might have some long-term value right there, at least for, for me. I don't know what your opinion is on him, though. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Another guy that kind of came out of nowhere, you want to talk about someone that's really, really coming out of left field. He's not He's not an MLB top 100 prospect. He's the Detroit Tigers number 22 overall prospect. There's a bunch of other outfielders that Detroit, you know, has ranked over him, you know, as far as MLB.com prospects goes. But as Matt mentioned, this kid, Carrie Carpenter's out there, you know, hitting in the minor leagues. And you know what? I can care less where you are on a list. It's really about what you're doing for me while you're out there, you know, playing, right? And as this Matt could be a Soto. Yeah, 27 doubles and uh, 30 bombs and uh, three steals to boot, you know, uh, at 24 years old. Looks like he's finally coming into his own. Um, he's hit over 300 a couple of times in the minors, you know, in past years. You know, it looks like he, um, you know, ha- had some sort of injury there for 2020 because he didn't play all of 2020. Oh, actually, they did not have a minor league season in all of 2020, if I remember correctly, uh, due to COVID. So, you know, he didn't get the chance to play there. But you know what? He came back out, you know, um, in 2021, had a decent year, 262 with uh, 15 bombs across 112 games. But, you know, this year, as, you know, Matt read you off his stat, those the 27 doubles and 30 bombs is very, very impressive. Um, I- I'll tell you this. Another guy, I'm not super rushing out there to get him because, you know, one, the Detroit lineup is absolutely uh, putrid. Um, you know, so there's not really many guys that he's going to drive in or get driven in by. You know, you're kind of just out there hoping, you know, he kind of, you know, keeps those bombs going. But um, uh, he's an interesting pickup. So, you know, you're going to have to wait to snag him on Yahoo. I'm not sure if he's out there on CBS or um, ESPN yet. But I'd say that CBS is usually on top of their stuff. He might be out there on CBS. It looks like he's going to play outfield for the Tigers. So if you do need an outfielder, you know, it's definitely a little speculation ad here. But, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting. He's definitely an interesting with the way that he's playing down there in the minors. Once again, that's Kerry Carpenter of the Detroit Tigers. I'll tell you this, though. If I had the opportunity and I needed to pick up an outfielder, I might go with this guy next instead. And that's uh, Randall Grichuk. You know, uh, Grichuk, if you have been playing fantasy over the last few years, you heard, you heard the name before. He's over there in Coors Field now, Colorado, a great, great park to hit in. And, you know, he's finally picking it up. Um, on August 9th, yesterday, he went five for five with a bomb, three runs, three RBIs. Um, on August 7th, he went two for four with a run. On August 5th, he went three for four with a bomb, two runs. So he's kind of just been raking lately, you know, chips in a couple of stolen bases, too, on the year. Uh, Grichuk uh, has um, 43 runs, 12 bombs, 58 RBIs, three steals, batting 270. Um, uh, that's across 345 at-bats. He's 50% owned on Yahoo. And, and honestly, you know, he's produced in, in the past. So we know it's not really too fluky. You know, he's, he's done similar stuff to this. You know, has a has pretty good power, um, you know, driving in a decent amount of runs. And once again, you know, as my friend Matt says, you know, it's not a great batting average, but hey, you can take 270 off the wire with a little power and course field. Man, he might be out there, for, you know, producing for the rest of the season, in my opinion. I would go out there and um, – probably the number one wave of wire ad as far as everybody we're talking about today in my opinion yeah i'm i'm not i'm not uh, gonna disagree with anything you just said i mean he's hitting we call it 396 over two weeks and over the last month 356 so he's on a, hot, a little hot streak he's definitely ride the wave situation and i mean he's in course so you know it's one of those things where the ball's gonna fly out that fence no matter how you, how you scratch it so I, it definitely the upside is there, and hopefully you can manufacture some wind to get you in the playoffs because they're around the corner. And, you know, we'll go from there. But, um, you know, I think we just move on from here. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we start talking about the uh, pitcher situation. So we're going to talk about Mr. Jesus Lazardo. Um, if you heard around the All-Star break, I did tell you to stash him. Yeah, we, and, were, we, were, we were chanting to stash this guy. Yep, and he's kind of doing exactly what I thought he was going to do, you know. 
over the last 12 innings that he's had, you know, one W, 11 Ks, and a 1.50 ERA, the .42 whip. Okay, he's picking right up where he left off. I think the kid has finally figured it out. Um, he is definitely somebody that um, I actively went out and got. He's about 50% owned. So right under that cusp, we kind of don't talk about him. But in those 3% of leagues that can, and yeah, honestly, the the 43%, you should go out and scoop him because I'm telling you right now, he's going to be that fantasy glory championship kind of push kind of guy. And in dynasty and keeper leagues, you know, I would hope you already have him. But if he's if he's sitting on you there on the waivers on your keeper league, I would scoop him up real quick because I think this is this is what we're about to see on the reg. And next year is probably going to be something real special. So, you know, Jesus Lizardo, probably my number one pitcher prospect, um, pitcher ad this week. Yeah, man, I'm I'm right on board there with you. I I, I drafted this guy in and I'd say in uh ninety percent of my leagues. I think there was one league where somebody sniped him from me, but I had him coming into the year in every league and he just came out and dominated. Um, you know, those 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 numbers on the year are, are looking absolutely fantastic. So on the year for Lazardo, 41 innings, 52 Ks, three wins, a 329 ERA and a 095 whip. Um, he's absolutely great at keeping guys off base. Um, I think he's out there learning from guys like Sandy Alcantara, Papa Lopez, um, you know, all those great pitchers that the Marlins have they, and the pitching coaches there absolutely know what they're doing because, you know, all of these pitchers that they, that they have coming up through the works um, look absolutely great. Jesus Lizardo is only 24 years old, man. Um, there, there, there's, there's so many great things to say about him. He has absolutely great stuff. He throws hard. His uh, breaking stuff is good. Um, I, I think, as Matt said, you know, going to going forward in the future, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have him ranked pretty, pretty high coming into next year. Just, um, you know, the only one thing I'm going to throw out a caveat is, is looks like he might be lined up against the Braves in his next outing. So, you know what, I'm going to throw him out there just to see what happens, you know, but it, even if he gets hit hard, I, you know, he's, you don't drop him. You kind of just ride the wave with the kid and, uh, you know, you kind of see what happens. I know at the end of last year, Matt and I were talking about Lazardo a lot when he got traded to Miami because they threw the glasses on him. I watched his first outing with the Marlins and I'm, I, I think I texted Matt right away. I was like, yo, I was like, he's wearing glasses. I was because that to me says, hey, that might have been the problem. Maybe he wasn't seeing things the right way, you know, and that being a starting pitcher, you know, you're throwing uh, five, six, seven innings, your eyes start to wear down. You're staring at the one. I know I wear contact lenses and I take them out, you know, and it get, things get a little bit, you know, blurry at times. So that's definitely a big, big fix. And I'll, I'll just throw this out, you know, going into, you know, next year when you're evaluating starting pitchers specifically, you want to look for a change. What are they doing something different? Is their fastball harder? Are they throwing a different pitch? Are they wearing glasses? Things of that sort. Because when you see a change like that, that usually indicates, um, you know, something was wrong in the past and they could potentially fix it and get it right. So, you know, especially with uh, Jesus Lazardo, as Matt mentioned, 57% on Yahoo. That's got to be way, way closer to 100 at this point. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, he's going he's gonna to be in for a big second half. Might not be every single game, but I think on most nights, Lazardo's going to go out there, strike out a bunch of dudes, you know, five, six innings at minimum. And, uh, you know, tw- for 24 years old, the, the bright, bright future for Lazardo. So let's keep it moving. And I'm going to go with my boy, guys. I, I tell you almost every week if not every other week i try and keep it to at least every other week but that's dustin may guys i don't know how many times i gotta tell you and you know just rant about him he's this is your last chance you will not you will not hear another chance where he's 52 percent owned he's been dominating in the minors he's hitting 99.3 miles an hour a 169 era 26 strikeouts five walks and five rehab games 16 innings once again 26 strikeouts and five walks and 16 innings with a 169 ERA. 
Um, you know, another 24-year-old. He's 15 months removed from Tommy John. Very Justin Verlander-esque. They played it very safe with him, which I think is the smart thing to do with a guy coming back from Tommy John because you see a lot of guys get rushed back into it like a Severino and they just wind up getting hurt again. And, um, you know, I think that the Dodgers are playing it perfect here with Dustin May. He's been absolutely dominant his whole major league, minor league career. Um, you know, the Los Angeles Dodgers are another team that's very, very good with starting pitching. You, you need to stash Dustin May because, you know what, at this point, even if it's on a bench spot, it's it's worth it at this point because he I, I think he's back in the the bigs his next start you know which could be uh either this weekend or you know early next week so you get you got to go out there and snag Dustin May he's right him Jesus Lazardo's here Dustin May's right here if you're not watching on um you know YouTube it, one's right under the other they're very very close to each other as far as talent goes and I think they're both going to be um uh, might be a little bullish, but I think top 30 starting pitchers coming into next year because they're both going to finish the year very strong, in my opinion. Once again, we're talking Dustin May here for the 800th million time, 52% on Yahoo. That's got to be closer to 80%, in my opinion. Yeah, um, May is incredible. Um, it's very exciting. I know a lot of people that actually just sat around and held them all last year until he got called up. Then he got hurt. So I think that he's definitely worth it. And he could be one of those guys that kind of leads you to fantasy glory at the end of the year. So, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely scoop his up. Scoop Guys, go up. grab him. Come on, stop yeah. it already. Stop with the game. Stop with the silliness here. Oh, man, dude. I didn't realize it's like the Battle of Alex's for the next guys. Here. Yeah, well, we, we can kind of blend them in together here. So, guys, we got Alex Wood and Alex Cobb, both San Francisco Giants here. And, Matt, uh, is the one that you like a little bit more than the other? Because they're very, very similar to me. That's kind of why I threw them both on here. I mean, I kind of like Wood just because of where he pitches. Yeah, yeah. You know, like what is playing pit two coming up on on the fourteenth, which is in uh, four days. So probably what Sunday, say yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. So he's definitely worth it. I mean, and they're at home too, so you know they're not going to take him take him to the yard and take him yard and get him going. I think he's going to be able to light them up and get you a real nice start for the end of the week. Um, you know for sure. And he's not pitching bad either over the last month. Twenty-seven innings, he's got twenty-seven Ks, two Dubs. Uh, you know ERA at three thirty-three and a one uh, a one WHIP. You know that's solid numbers for you know somebody who's scooping up off waivers. Yeah, yeah. You know, Alex, guys. Once again, you know, I I sound like a broken record, but if you've been playing fantasy at all the last you know ten years, you've heard of Alex Wood. Even if you're just a baseball fan, you've heard of Alex Wood. He's been very, very good at times. You know. Um, he was um, – he almost won a Cy Young in 2017, man. You know, that 2.72 ERA on the Dodgers. You know, he pitched very, very good that year. He's got a career 3.57 ERA, a career 1.22 whip, so you'll live with that. Very close to a strikeout per inning guy, you know, right under that. Um, and as Matt said, he gets Pittsburgh here on the 14th, so at, at minimum you're going to stream him for that. Four out of his last six starts have been very successful. So, you know what, if he goes out there, he pitches good against Pittsburgh, you ride the wave there, and, you know, he's 56% owned again, Alex Wood, um, San Francisco Giants. I, I would go out there and take the shot. You know, if he's available in your league, you need, uh, you know, a back-end starting pitcher, you fill out the end of your rotation heading into the playoffs. I, Matt, I think you made the right call there. I think I would go um, Wood over Cobb, but, you know, they're both San Francisco Giants. So, um, you know, they, they, they both were had um, a lot of upside coming into the year. And uh, let's switch over to Cobb now. Cobb gets the Diamondbacks on the 15th. So it looks like he might be lined up for two starts next week. You know, um, nice. on, on the year, Cobb, see, Cobb is a little bit more of the strikeout guy, a little bit less control. Um, on the year, Cobb's got 93 innings, 100 Ks, 415 ERA, and a 129 whip. 
But once again, uh, you know, Cobb has been a very um, reliable pitcher, you know, pretty much his whole career, you know, dating back to those days um, with Tampa Bay. And uh, I just think that, you know, they, they both have upside, you know, here coming into the final stretch. Cobb is a little bit less owned at um, 37%. And I think these two pitchers, you know, are, are turning it up here at the end of the year. Um, you know, Cobb hasn't been as good as Wood lately, but, you know, once again, if you're looking more in the strikeout department, you need a two-star guy for next week. Um, you know, Alex Cobb is out there, guys. You could totally go um, snag him, and I feel confident at least for that Arizona start. Absolutely. I think Cobb's a great ad. I think that, you know, there's really not much to say. Why don't you hit it off with those closes, bro? All right. So um, let's go with somebody that I know Matt doesn't want to talk about, so I'll take the lead there. Um. Looks like, you know, kind of as I was predicting, it looks like the Phillies are going to play, you know, who's that closer, you know, um, these days in the ninth inning because they give Sir Anthony Dominguez the chance, you know, on August 9th. I would say this, you know, I know he was dropped in a lot of leagues when uh, they got David Robertson. But you know what, if you're if this is kind of almost a desperation play or a dart throw here, you know, because he's not going to get every save. But Sir Anthony Dominguez, if you pick him up, at least you're getting ratios, right? You know, in 40 innings this year, he has um, 49 Ks, five wins, seven saves, one, five, six ERA and an 0.87 whip. So I'll tell you this, you could pick him up. He's going to help you in ERA. He's going to help you in whip. You know, he's going to throw in a win and a save every once in a while. And he's a big strikeout guy. So that's my really only point of bringing this guy up just to let you know that if he was dropped in your league and you need, um, you know, some good ratios, a save here or there, a win here or there, Sir Anthony Dominguez is down to 49% owned. I know he was up over 70 before the David Robertson move. So, you know, um, if, you, if you're desperate there, I would go out there and uh, give Sir Anthony a look, at least, at least for minimum ratios. Yeah, I mean, you kind of got to go with, like, whoever has the hot hand yeah. at this point and whoever, whoever's getting the opportunity. Right now he is not great about it, but, you know, a lot of people have a lot of faith in him, so I, you know what? Just roll with him. I'm not really a wow, big Matt, fan. Wow, Matt, you're turning the corner a little bit here. I, did you hear the end of that statement? I'm not really a big fan. Oh. <laughs> Is the haterade? Do we got we got the haterade on that? There we go. There we go. I spilled some on my pants. Kind of cold. <laughs> um, you know, but um, no, I'm not really a fan. But we'll see what happens. Hey, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just got too much haterade going on. But it is what it is. Matt, I'll I'll, I'll say this just to let just uh, just so you know, guys, I do agree with Matt in the sense of it's going to be the hot hand in Philly. It's not it's not going to be I'm not I'm not by no means am I saying Sir Anthony's the guy. But once again, you know, if you want strikeouts ratios a save every once in a while, you can you can go the Sir Anthony Dominguez route, you know, because it's showing that they will give him some opportunities to grab saves here down the stretch. So here's a guy that um that I uh, I dropped like a bozo thinking he was going to lose his job, and that's Tanner Scott. Um, even though he has five ERA on the on the month, you know, because he's been getting blown up even in all these saves and getting some blown saves, but he's still getting save opportunities for some reason. So, I mean, he at least has one so far on the week, two over the last two weeks, and three over the last month. So he's getting the opportunities, and he's one of those, like, I'm not really running out to go and get him, but yeah, he is doing the job and getting, he's getting you the stat. And I mean, he's only pitching what five innings, so who cares? So, like, it's not really going to blow up your ERA either. So, I mean, I, I would just leave him out there just to grab something if you're desperate. Um, if you have a good set of closes, I wouldn't waste your time. Yeah, guys, th- this segment here, you know, is kind of just to let you know um, guys that are somewhat available and getting the job done, you know, because at this point in the year, it's very tough to come across um, a free agent closer that's getting saves. You know, a lot of these guys are grabbed up by this point, but Tanner Scott is 49% owned on Yahoo. As Matt mentioned, it's a 4-2-3 ERA on the season, a 1-4 whip, 
Um, but he's got 15 saves, and he's a big strikeout guy, too. 44 innings, 64 Ks. So if you need some strikeouts, you know, a save here or there, you know, you grab Tanner Scott off the waiver wire, and you just kind of got to roll with it because, you know what, he is going to get, uh, you know, blown save and uh, knocked around, uh, you know, every couple of uh, outings there, you know, because it indicates it by what he's done so far on the year. But you know what, you know, you could probably do a lot worse, um, you know, than that. And uh, next up, we got somebody I spoke about once on the podcast before. And, uh, you know, looks like since David Bednar has hit the IL, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. You know what? Uh, you can give a uh, Yerry De Los Santos a try, you know. Um, he's been getting hit around. Well, it's really one bad outing. that kind of, Well, two bad outings over the last uh, 30 days where he, you know, kind of inflated his numbers a little bit. Um, on August 3rd, he got knocked around a little bit against Milwaukee, you know. And then on uh, July 29th, he got um, knocked around a little bit against Philly. But besides that, you know, his last two outings have been pretty good. You know, he's got a couple strikeouts, two in 2.1 innings pitched over the last, uh, you know, a few days here. And on the year, his numbers are pretty good, too. On the year, Yeri De Los Santos has 25 innings, 26 Ks, three saves, 351 ERA, uh, 109 whip, 1% owned on Yahoo, guys. We got to get that up to at least maybe, maybe 30, 40%, you know, until uh, David Bednar gets back. Listen, if I was trying to grab any of the three guys for saves specifically, I'd probably go uh, De Los Santos over Scott and um, Dominguez. But if I was looking for somebody that's going to be more consistent and help me out across all of the stats, that's probably Sir Anthony Dominguez. But you know what? You can kind of take your pick here. We're giving you three options, you know, as of right now. And uh, I think De Los Santos is, is, you know, the one that will probably get you the most saves over the next couple of weeks here. So, you know what? Give him a shot. Once again, a guy who's 1% owned, Yerry De Los Santos on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Go out there and uh, go get that up to 20%. Yeah, definitely not wrong there. I don't think I have much much to cover after what you just said there. So, you know, yeah, I, think I, know. We, I think we just call it. Um, guys, you know, if you can, please, five-star review. Five, star, five stars, review, like us, subscribe. We, 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 we'd appreciate it. We'd, we'd really appreciate it because that means we get to come back next year. My wife doesn't have to tell me I'm wasting my time. So if you can, <laughs> if you can. It would Peace. mean a lot at this point, guys. So uh, until then, we'll, we'll catch you guys on Monday. Later. <laughs>